This is an IELTS Energy podcast, episode 413. Avoid a speaking six with these informal fillers. You are listening to the IELTS Energy podcast from All Ears English. We believe in connection, not perfection. And we're here to show you how to get the score that you need on your next IELTS exam. Find out why our strategies are the most powerful in the IELTS world and get your free video masterclass at allearsenglish.com forward slash I-N-S-I-D-E-R. Now let's get to the show. Today, you'll learn seven filler phrases to use on speaking parts one and two to gain time to think and avoid score-killing repetition. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, Jessica, what are you up to these days? What's, what's on tap for the weekend? Oh my gosh, what am I going to do this weekend? Well, my mom's coming to visit. Nice. Which awesome. is awesome. So is whenever whenever my mom comes to visit, um, James gets a grandma-cation. So <laughs> guys, uh, hopefully you've heard of the phrase staycation. Um, that would be really cool to use on the exam. Lindsay, what's a staycation? What's a staycation? I love staycations. Well, Me too. I mean, the, so the idea, this was popular during, well, especially popular around 2008, right? During the recession when people wanted to stay yep. home, but people still do it. And it's a yeah. smart way. Basically, the idea is instead of taking a vacation and vacating your, you know, your home and your town, right. you're staying at home, but it is a vacation. Like maybe you're doing different things at home, but you're staying home. Yeah. So I, I, staycations are the best. And not only, like, it's not only staying at home, because one of my favorite things to do is, um, get a hotel, like a local hotel for oh, one cool. night. <laughs> and just, and that's also a staycation, right? Cause I feel like yeah. if you stay at home, you're going to do laundry, you're going to clean, you're going to like do yeah. that stuff. But if you get yeah. like sort of a cheap local hotel, um, yeah. and then you get to, and you're already comfortable because you know the city. So you go to your favorite <laughs> restaurant. You have, you know what I mean? It's sort of, it like takes the vacation pressure off. That's cool. I would like to, I would like to do that. Like even take a tour around Boston and learn things about Boston that I feel like I should know, but I don't know, you know? (laughs) Being a tourist in your own town is so fun. Yeah. It's so fun. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. So yeah. What are you going to do this weekend? Oh, I'm going to be going back to New Hampshire and hanging out with family, spending some time, you know, with family and getting out of the city, getting out of Cambridge, you know, a little change of scenery. So it should be good. That'll be excellent. That'll be excellent. Yeah. Oh, and I didn't explain grandmacation. So what happens when my <laughs> mom comes? She gets um she gets a hotel and oh. James gets to stay in the hotel room with her for one night. And <laughs> <laughs> so like of course his grandma spoils him. And so he gets like three ice creams and oh. like gets to like swim in the pool and have his own big hotel bed and just get spoiled by grandma for like a whole 
night and morning. And Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Super fun. He can't wait for his grandmacation. Okay. <laughs> so today, guys, uh, and okay, so like we're talking about natural like informal filler phrases to use to give yourselves time to think in speaking part one and part two. But it just reminds me that these beginning conversations that Lindsay and I, Lindsay and I have, these spontaneous, you know, natural conversations, you guys could draw so much from those. The way we introduce our ideas, the way we link our ideas, how we it like interrupt ourselves and start over. All of these are like strategic phrases and ways for you to increase your fluency scores on the exam. Yeah, exactly. I mean, don't just pass it off as being a waste of time, guys. Don't, I have a feeling some of you might be just skipping over that beginning part and kind of, you know, just not paying attention to it, guys. But that is a lesson in itself. Exactly. Exactly. So, guys, we came up with um, a variety of phrases, five or six phrases that you guys can practice using um, to give yourselves time to think, right? Instead of saying uh and um all the time, which we say that everybody does. It's okay sometimes, but you need to have a variety of ways. You cannot just say uh and um. So how do native speakers do that when we need time to think? Lindsay, what do we naturally do? Yeah, I mean, I think we there are some words that stand out that we tend to use, you know, I mean, and we're going to throw out some of these words, right? One of them that I like to start off my phrase with or my idea is by saying, well, right? And that means that I'm thinking, right? That's a real thinking phrase. It's giving me that time. I do that all the time. I (laughs) I do that a lot. So guys, yeah. This is the pronunciation score too. Like, listen to how we say that. Like, we really drag it out to give ourselves extra time. And yeah, I might, totally. I might even follow that with like a phrase like what I mean, you know? So just to drag it out even more, I would say like, well, what yeah. I mean is, you know, it's yeah, like, yeah. And that's another one actually, Jessica, that I just thought of spontaneously. We could add I mean, right? By, th- by saying, I mean, right, is another common way that we narrate our thinking or we yeah. give ourselves and time to think. Yeah. N- notice the intonation here, guys. Like both of us naturally had a higher pitched voice. <laughs> I think that yeah. like indicates thinking, which mm-hmm. I never really thought about before. But I think that's yeah. what we do just naturally. If that's we're because like I know that it's uh like a, a physical response. If we're searching for an idea, our eyes mm-hmm. should. Shift upwards, yeah. but I th- right like we that happens in real life. We do that, but I think that I think that also happens in our voice. It also shifts upwards when we're that's looking so for interesting. ideas. That's so interesting. <laughs> that's true. If you think about it, it's like well, or I would say, or I'm yeah. exaggerating a little bit here, but yeah, exactly. no, we do. <laughs> but guys, like you should exaggerate. Okay, there's no such thing as too crazy pronunciation on the speaking exam. You should you should exaggerate to the point of where you almost feel silly because that is the point that will impress the examiner. That is the level of expression that's going to make an impact and get you those higher scores. So don't don't be afraid to just go for it. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I think I think one of the points here, guys, is that you need to list these phrases because what happens a lot is students will choose one phrase and only use that all the time. And if mm, you repeat. Yeah, not a good thing. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm um, saying like, 
or saying, you know. Yeah. And that's where you start to sound robotic. Yeah. That's what we want to avoid. Exactly. And if there are repetitions, just like having repetitions, guys, with these little words, saying like all the time or saying you know all the time, if you repeat only one phrase, that's as bad as saying uh and um all the time. It's It affects your score in the same way. Your fluency score goes down to a five either way. So don't have a crutch with one of these words. Practice using all of them. Okay. Love so, it. Love it. Like, that is obviously really native and natural. I say it probably too often, but also, you know, like, that's also something that's natural. Again, your voice went up. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. (laughs) And then as the phrase gets longer, if you add more words, it goes down again, right? So I'd be like, you know... What I mean is, and it's this really like you could track it. You could like draw a parabola of like, (laughs) I just heard that word yesterday. So I wanted to use it. Yeah, it's a good word. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like a hill of intonation. (laughs) (laughs) Like that. That's awesome. Um, Okay. So just a a few more here, guys. Um, Like we say so to link our ideas a lot, but mm. we could remember that you could, you could use, you could make that, uh, you could add variety to that by saying and so or yeah, so. So those yeah, are two you, different ways. Yeah. Yeah. You could also connect it with well. You could say, well, so, you know, you could do that as long as you're not wasting too much time. No, that's true. You could mix and match here, guys. All of these phrases go together. You know, you yeah. could be like, so well, I mean, like we, you could say like three of them together and it would still yeah. be fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I just want to reiterate just to check in here, Jessica, we are, t- we're talking about speaking parts one and two, right? Not three, or are we talking about all three parts just to make sure our listeners know? So these are informal fillers, yes, but I think you could also use these a couple times in speaking part three because these are natural ways we link our ideas. However, not as important in speaking part three as formal linking words. So guys, we've we've also talked about more formal fillers. I will link Mm -hmm. to that episode in our blog post. That's more what you should practice in part three. Mm, Um, So this is episode 413, guys. So come back, see this list, make your own list of mixing and matching and then also make another list of the more formal ways. <laughs> yeah. So don't waste your time. Don't waste an opportunity to use a high level linking word by inserting one of these in speaking right. part three is what we're saying. Yeah. Nice. Exactly. Okay. Hello, lovely IELTS Energy listeners. If you want all the strategies to get the highest score on your next speaking exam, get into Three Keys IELTS, like Dennis from Russia, who got an 8.5 on his speaking exam, and Lucas and Diego, who got 7.5s on their IELTS speaking exam. Get into Three Keys IELTS now. Go to allearsenglish.com forward slash K-E-Y-S. Got it. Um, so yeah. So another thing would be, oh, and you know what? That whole phrase I just said, just write that down. So <laughs> I was like, so yeah, another thing. And there's oh, that pronunciation fantastic. again. Uh, yep. <laughs> so the last, the last thing guys is saying, I would say, or I'd say. Yeah. So yeah, I love that. That's something I like to say too. Yeah, exactly. So it's interesting. We were talking about before we started this episode about how this is a little bit different, a little bit in some ways, a little different from natural, like articulate 
native speech because I feel like to be an articulate English speaker, sometimes silence is good. Totally. But that's not true on the exam, right, Jessica? Totally. Guys, in natural daily conversation, you're not going to be talking nonstop all the time, right? You're you're not being graded on fluency. It's in normal everyday conversation, Lindsay and I will definitely pause while we're thinking. That's natural. Um, it's kind of weird to constantly talk, right? Like that's yeah, that's weird. But on the speaking exam, guys, if if you okay, so this is this naturally, I would do something like this if I were thinking. I would say, um, and then I would pause for a good three to five seconds, guys. Yeah. You can't you can't pause for I would say more than three seconds, or else that 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 silence, those pauses, do affect your fluency score. So, yes, real yeah. life, totally, but not on the IELTS exam. Yeah, so that's why we need to make sure, you know, we're using material that's very specific to the IELTS exam, right? Don't hire a tutor that is a general test prep tutor. Don't even, you know, even doing something like present, if you're doing like, a, what is it called, Toastmasters, they're going to teach you yeah. to use that space as silence, right. as in a good presentation, instead of using, um, you know, I would say and like, and so they're going to tell you to keep that space blank. So that's not going to be good advice for the IELTS exam. Right. But I, you know, I do remember we did an episode about how to pause for emphasis. Uh And so Mm -hmm. I will also link to that in this blog post, you guys, because those are really short pauses and they're used in strategic ways to add to the stress intonation and emphasis. So that's just, that's another strategy I'll link to. But um, yeah, those are short pauses. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I just thought of one other that I tend to use and I wonder how this one would be. I tend to say, I feel like and then I introduce my idea. What do you think about that? Totally. Yeah, that would be great, guys. In fact, I just spoke to a student this morning who, um, her, her crutch was saying, I believe. And it's, okay. it's, it's just, it's none of these crutches, none of these phrases by themselves are good or bad. They right. only become bad when they grow into a crutch, when we use them all the time. So mm. like I heard her say, I believe like five times within the space of a minute. <laughs> so, okay. Like, um, and which again, that's natural. I think, I I have yeah. my crutches. I say like, I say well. I these those are my two I say all the time. But yeah. if I'm gonna take the exam, I can't do that. So um mm-hmm. you, you it's a good idea to work with an IELTS professional who can pinpoint these specific characteristics of your speech that would be acceptable in daily life, but not on the exam. So if you have uh an outside tutor, that tutor might not know that's bad for the exam. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because it sounds yeah. natural, that is normal, but again, the IELTS exam isn't normal. So <laughs> we need someone with specialized knowledge. Yeah, be careful. There are a lot of teachers out there who present themselves as their angle as being, yeah, again, a test prep teacher. They could do the TOEFL. They can do the IELTS. They can do the TOEIC. No, they can't, right. guys. They can't <laughs> do all of those in that level of depth that you actually need to get a good score. Exactly. So if you guys would like to learn more of the in-depth strategies directly connected to the scoring system, directly reflecting what the examiner is listening for, then get into Three Keys IELTS. It's all there. Go to allearsenglish.com forward slash K-E-Y-S. Awesome. Very cool. Yeah. Check out our success stories, guys. We're so proud of those. So proud of those students that really took good strategies and a good study plan. And then they put them to use, right? A big piece of it is that you guys need to take action. We give you the gold. We give you the material. And then you put that into action and that 
take put that into the equation and that equals you know, hopefully a seven or higher. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the whole other half guys. It's, it's, it's on you. It's on your shoulders to work as hard yeah. as you can. And so you only have to take the exam once. You don't want to <laughs> waste your money and your time. Yeah, you got it. Okay. Very good. A lot of talking about speaking this week, but it's a huge part of the test guys. And we know that that's, you know, that's where you, some of you guys need some help. So very cool. Thanks go. for hanging out today, Jessica. My pleasure. Enjoy your uh, day, Lindsay, and I'll talk to you next week. <laughs> All right. Sounds great. Bye. Okay, bye. Thanks so much for listening to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English. And if you want to get tips from Lindsay and Jessica every week on how to get a seven on your next IELTS exam, be sure to subscribe to our podcast on your computer or on your smartphone. Thanks again and see you soon. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live.